Good morning, everybody. Man, that voice right there is just so buttery smooth, isn't it? It's like a hot roll and they put the butter on it and it just rolls off. I love that voice. Michael Bubble. He's so good. Good morning and good morning to those online. It's great to be with you. Um, Pedro, are you in here? Uh, Junior. He wasn't here. Oh, man. Well, that's awkward. Okay. Dude, I just want to... Here, you can come here for a second. Come on. Let's give it up for Pedro. Hey, man. I want to encourage you. When I, when I looked at you this morning, I saw the scripture, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. And I've seen your hunger, my friend. I've seen it. And you are overflowing with the presence of God, man. So keep going in the direction that you're going, man. I just want to encourage you. Let's give it up for Pedro. Love you too, man. All right. Started off with crying, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, we are in the series, The Characters of Christmas. Last week was pretty awesome with the pizza. Y'all remember that? If you weren't here, it was epic. You need to go see it because we have part two coming, right? Next Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. You need to go see it, though, because it was really awesome the way he put together that illustration with the pizza. It was just awesome. But this, this week, I want to talk to you guys about the shepherds and the angels. This is found in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. If you guys want to stand for me real quick while we read the word of God. Who's ready? Awesome. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. I would be too. Yeah, I mean, that's no. Okay. And the angel said to them, just first, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there's more. There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels, they went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Dude, we got to go see what was just told to us. We got to go like right now, right now. We got to see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, baby Jesus, lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering, pondering them in her heart. I wonder if Mary was like an introvert. You know, like right there, that just makes me wonder, is she an introvert? 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The title of my message today is Audacious Outcasts. So Father, we thank you right now for, for your word. We thank you that it is alive and that it is relevant. It is more relevant than any self-help book that we could ever consume. Any YouTube video, any YouTube subscription, whatever it is, God, it is the most relevant thing that we need in this moment. God, you're already here. Make us more aware of who you are and speak to our hearts. Let us actually be changed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. I have always loved loved movies where the hero is the outcast okay is anybody a pixar fan pixar i love Pixar. let's give it up for pixar because pixar is just awesome they are some of the most brilliant storytellers ever like it's just crazy so the one that i'm thinking about is monsters university like if you've seen that raise your hand you've seen monsters university okay it's it's good so you have monsters inc which is the first one if you're looking about when it came out then Monsters University, which is the one that came out after, but it's the story about how Mike, the little green dude with the one eye, and then Sully, well, okay, Mike Wazowski, and then Sully, does anyone know his last name, the big blue guy? Sully? Sullivan, there it is. Who said that? There you go, there we go, awesome. So we have Mike and Sully, and this is when they met in college, okay? And Mike, the little green guy, like nobody thought he was scary. Nobody believed in Mike. There was a scene in the beginning of the movie where like they went to Monsters, Inc. and they're looking at the scare floor and you can see all the little monsters right there, they're kids, and you see little Mike in the back. He's like, hey guys, can I see? Can we do like short to tallest? You know, like, can I see, please? I just wanna see. He had this big dream of being the best scarer ever. And then one of the, the monsters turns around and looks at him and said, dude, like, this isn't for you. Like, just stay back there. Like he was the complete picture of the outcast, right? But the truth was, he wasn't that scary. We all know that. But as the story went on, you could actually see that he didn't use his ability to scare to be effective. He used his ability to teach other people, other monsters, to be scary. And that was how he was effective. And so the outcast came out on top, which I love. I love those kind of movies. So here, bringing it back to the shepherds, and the angels, okay? We have this little moment, and I think it makes sense for the shepherds to be the first ones to be told about Jesus being born. It makes sense. I mean, God is seen as the shepherd. He's important. A shepherd is important, right? But by the time that Jesus was born, the shepherd was actually looked down upon. Nobody had a high opinion of the shepherd. It was actually the opposite. And the choosing of the shepherds was seen as completely unusual at the time for everybody. And this is what makes the story even more cool. Isn't that like God to choose somebody who everyone else sees as less than to get the greatest story ever told out? Isn't that awesome? And think about it. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't the latest dance on TikTok, okay? This is the birth of the Messiah. This is the thing that is going to change the course of history forever and for everyone. Yeah, right. 
and he is using the lowly shepherd. It's a big deal. So here we are, back to the outcast story. The shepherds and Mike Wazowski were in the same corner. I really wish Mike Wazowski was in the scriptures. <laughs> the people around them didn't recognize the gold within them. And if I look at the definition of an outcast, it says it's a person who has been rejected by a society or a social group. Rejected by society or a social group, which tells me that other people around you have a say of the value of what's in you, but the other people around you didn't create you, right? The one who truly understands the value of the creation is the creator. If you think of somebody who makes guitars, it's a luthier. <laughs> I tried to say that to my wife. She's like, what's that? Okay, it's somebody who makes guitars, luthier. It takes them, it can take them up to six months to make one guitar, one guitar. That's thousands of hours in the shop of designing, cutting and all this stuff, sanding and like making the guitar. And my question is, who gets to determine the worth? Is it the customer or is it the creator? It's the creator. So God isn't operating off of other people's opinion of you. He's not looking at Google reviews and Amazon reviews of you. He is operating off the original blueprint that he designed when he was forming you in your mother's womb. That's what God operates off of. So you should too. I think the outcasts is a popular storytelling method and it actually works and people love it. But the truth is that God has been using this strategy since day one. Yes, <laughs> Woven throughout the Bible, story after story, God is partnering with those in society's eyes who are less than, who are just different, right? You have David who is too small to fit into a regular size armor, so he's gotta try the baby armor, right? Like, and then you have Gideon, who is the weakest of his tribe, who is hiding, and he's the one who ends up leading people into battle. We have Moses, who couldn't communicate well. God has a track record of using audacious outcasts to unlock extraordinary purpose. And I want to encourage you today. Maybe God has been tugging on your heart for something. Maybe he's been asking you to do something big, and you're like, who am I? to do that, God? Who am I to do that? You feel a little bit like an outcast, like a little bit, like I don't think that, I think you got the wrong person, God. I just want to encourage you in this, that when God chooses you, when he chooses you, there is no person or situation that can stop you from completing the destiny that he has for you. His calling and his purpose prevails always, always. He wants to use every part of you your little quirks, your desires, the things that make you different, your strengths, your weaknesses. He wants to partner with all of you to build his kingdom. And in these next few moments, I wanna pull out three different things here that I think are gonna help us experience and unlock that purpose, okay? Y'all ready? All right, point number one is listen. And that is the point. Listen, listen. Not, I'm not telling you to listen. It's listen. We have to position ourselves to listen for a word from God. So this is Luke 2.8. We're going back to the beginning of the, the text here. And in the same region, 
There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. I don't know about you, but I've noticed that God will meet us in the everyday, normal, mundane, day-to-day things when he wants to share his heart with us. I mean, sure, it can happen where you are on a beach and you've got a little drink with a tiny umbrella while you're under a bigger umbrella. And then you have the waves coming at you, the wind, and then God gives you this rhema word. Revelation, sure, that can happen once. Now, it actually happens rarely. I mean, it's, it's in the everyday. And I think God likes to speak to us in the everyday because he likes it when his people are found faithful. When they're faithful in the ordinary. It was just an ordinary day for the shepherds. But God does extraordinary things when we're faithful in the ordinary, right? Man, I would have hated to be that guy who called in sick for the shepherds. Like, Like, oh man, I got a stomach bug. I got, like, I just can't be in today. You know, I I just can't. And, you know, and then, you know, God's like, dude, you just missed out on the most epic thing because you were not faithful. You're right. Like, come on, man. That would have been, nope, 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 nope. I love what Mark Batterson says. He says, if you do little things like they are big things, God will do big things like they are little things. I know it's good. I wish I wrote it. <laughs> I didn't. If you do little things like they are big things, and God, then God will do big things like they are little things. Show up faithfully where God has placed you and expect a word from God. There's something else I want to point out. Now, in Luke chapter 2, before the verse that we read, we have Mary and Joseph, right? And they are coming to Bethlehem because of the order of the census from Caesar. So it wasn't in their plan to have Jesus in Bethlehem, but that's what happened. But then this verse, Luke 2, 8 follows. It says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping their watch over the flock by night. And in the same region, in the same place, even when you don't see it, God is working behind the scenes to get you in proximity to the purpose that he has for you. I think uh, it was 2018 when I was started going after a new career in UX design, user experience design. I took a boot camp, and in 2019, I started applying for jobs because it was about nine months of the boot camp. And then I was I applied for like 250 jobs, and every one of them was a no. And the one door that opened was because I had a relationship with somebody at this company that I'm working for now. And the reason that I had that relationship with somebody was because I worked with them at the previous company. It was in a different season, right? Even when I'm not seeing it, God is working for my good. He is working for my good. Point number two is move. All right, so we're going to jump to Luke 2, 15 through 16. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And then they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph 
and the baby lying in a manger. That word haste, it stuck out to me. I'm like, who says that? Like, I've never seen that in a sentence or heard that in a sentence before. The word haste here, it means a, rate, a high rate of movement or performance. And some synonyms for haste are hurry, warp speed, drive, hustle, promptness, rush, urgency. They moved with urgency once they got the word from God. And I looked at antonyms of this word too, and this is interesting. So we have slowness, sluggish, reluctance, procrastination. I think some of us have redefined procrastination as waiting on the Lord. I think he's already given us a word and we're just waiting for another word, but he's like, no, no, let's move on the word that I gave you over here. Move over here first. I think all of us can, can identify with this. You know, you, you invite a guest over, right? And you want your house to be welcoming. Like you understand the weight of what's at stake right there. Like, you, like for me, for my house, we have to clean up. We have to pick up all the toys, the Barbies, the little Barbie feet. Not the feet. They don't fall off. The shoes. <laughs> the Barbie shoes. We got to pick all that up so that somebody doesn't trip and fall and break their neck. Like, it's important. Now, in the Wheeler house, <laughs> the girls, they like to have music on when we clean. Right? I mean, does anyone play music whenever you clean, like high upbeat music? I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty normal. And it's, they tell me, like, it helps them focus. Daddy, it helps me focus. Does it, though? Because every single time, when I'm, I'm usually the one that's doing the dishes. Like, I've already told you guys, I'm the maid, and Amber's the, the hard working, you know, doing the doorknobs and stuff like that. I'll do the dishes, and... And I'm looking over it because I can see through the, the, you know, the window or whatever. And I can see one of them who says they are focused, but they're twirling around dancing and not actually cleaning. And I'm like, okay, listen, you told me this helps you focus. Do I need to turn this off? No. Okay, well then dance and clean. Let's do both. Don't just dance. They don't understand the weight of what's happening. Like when we want the house to be welcoming. So I have to explain that to him again. We want it to be welcoming. And I think your rate of movement will be determined by your understanding of what's at stake. How important is it that the, like, the word that God just gave you, do you know what's at stake if you do not move? Yeah, right. wow. Where there is no time to waste, you've got to move with haste. Got to put that rhyme. Okay. Proverbs 29, 18, I love this verse. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I love that. When they attend to, when they see to it, when they act on it, when they do something about it. We are most blessed when we are acting on the word that God gave us. God shared a vision, a word with the shepherds, and they moved. They moved. My question for you is, what has God given you a vision for that you've not acted on? Because sometimes you won't see the miracle unless you get moving. Imagine if the shepherds were there and they, they got that word. They're like, ah, like maybe we'll see it tomorrow. Like there's, sometimes there's a season, right? 
there is a season where that, that word is for that season. It may not be a life thing. It may just be for that one instance, for that one month, year. Like we gotta be able to discern what season the word is for, for it's multiple seasons. It's not enough to simply get a word from God. We have to move to the miracle. And this is point number three. This is share. So we have listen, move, and share. Luke 2, 17 through 18. We're going to keep jumping down here. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. When they saw it, when the shepherds saw what the Lord had made known to them, they made that known. The shepherds who were viewed as less than started a wildfire of good news because they were chosen. They were chosen and called to share that story. God's purpose, it always prevails. And I find it interesting. It says, all who wondered, all who heard it wondered. And another translation says, all who heard it marveled at what they were told. God didn't choose the most influential person to share this good news, right? It was the lowly shepherd. <laughs> I think like back in the day, the marketing strategy was to get somebody who had a ton of influence. Now that's not changed, but the strategy has changed a little bit. So you would get a celebrity to talk about your product, right? And because they have high influence, anybody who hears what they're talking about is going to go buy the product. Because, like, you know, if they have it, I got to have it, right? There's some insane, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we have Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, who is seven feet tall, okay? He's a basketball player. That's what he's known for. And they got him selling Epson printers. Does that make any sense at all? At all? Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense, but it worked because people, people saw him or like, you know, he's, he's got influence. You know, I've already got three printers, two of them don't work and, and three of them, you know, but I got to have a fourth one because he has one. Shaq has one, so I got to have one. And nowadays, you know, it's influence, influencers like YouTubers and people that have blogs, so it's a little bit more relevant. But in this case, they didn't have influence, which makes it even more cool because it was all God. They were chosen to share the story and everybody who heard it wondered. Your story will get people to wonder if God did it for them, can he do it for me? There's that hope that's lifted right there when you share your story. If God did it for them, can he do it for me? Your story is not just meant for you. Your testimonies are seeds for new miracles. Imagine a humongous oak tree, right? Humongous oak tree with a trunk so big that a car could drive through it. And I don't even know if Oak trees get that big, but just go with me, okay? A car could drive through it, and it's this oak tree that's got everything that a tree could ever want. It's provided shade for all the animals and thousands of people, but there's only one problem. There are no other trees growing around it. 
because it's never let go of the seed that it has. It's never let go of the acorns so they could fall in the ground and start growing more trees. And there would be no forest if the trees held onto their seeds. The seed doesn't multiply whenever it's protected, it multiplies when it's planted. Your story will multiply and give seed to new testimonies whenever you actually share it. And even if it's just one person, right? Just one person. Somebody needs to have that hope. Somebody is going through something that you've gone through and they need to hear that God will come through. God will come through. When I shared my story about getting this, this new job, I mean, it's not just a new job. It is a dream job. Like, it is, like, everything that I prayed for and that I listed out back when I was praying and praying and praying and applying for jobs, everything on that list has been checked off that I had. It was had to do with benefits and the salary and the people that I work with, the relationship that I have. I prayed about all of that. I listed it out and I prayed every day and I applied and it came to where I got this job that all of it checked off. And so I shared the story and there were two friends that I had who were going through the, the same thing. They were looking for a job and I was praying with them and, and encouraging them. And one day I get a text from both of them saying that they have just been offered dream jobs at amazing companies. And I just had to give God praise. I mean, it's nothing that I did. He opened the door, but he used my story just to give a little glimmer of hope to let them know God can come through for you too. He can come through for you. And that's what happens whenever we share our story. This morning, I don't know if you are in one of these stages of waiting for a word from God, or maybe you've got a word from God and you've, you've been just stagnant and still. You don't want to move because you're afraid or maybe you've there's some pride issue there I want to pray for you maybe you've got a story to tell and you've been afraid to share it maybe somebody has been on your mind you're like I need to share the story with them but you have it I want to pray for you with that if you are looking and have a need in any of those to listen for a word of God to move or to pray I want to pray for you so you guys can just close your eyes. If that's you, if you'll lift your hand so I know who I'm praying for. If you are waiting on a word from God, if you need to move to the miracle, if you need to share your story. Yes, thank you. I see those hands. that are 
waiting for a word from God. God, help them to, to stay planted. Help them to stay faithful in the ordinary. God, give them clarity. Thank you for clarity right now. Our confidence comes when we, when we get clarity, God. So give them clarity in where you want them to go right now in Jesus' name. God, open their eyes. Maybe it's something they're not looking at. Maybe they need to look through a different lens. Open their eyes so they can see what it is that you want them to do. Give them clear direction, God. For those that have a word but haven't moved, it's time to get up. No more waiting. No more waiting. It's time to get up and go. You've got a word from God, and you need to finish what he started. You need to complete that word, because behind that is a story. Behind that is a testimony. You need to go after it. The Lord is with you. He says, I am with you. I know what I'm asking is big. I know what I'm asking is huge, but I am with you. I am with you. It's time to get up. It's time to go. It's time to move. And for those that are wanting to share their story, God, I am praying for a boldness. I am praying that, that you would highlight people. You would highlight, maybe it's a platform they need to get on and, and share, God. I don't know what it is, but Lord, highlight that to them so they know, who can I share this with, God? And when those seeds are planted, when those seeds are planted, Lord, let it produce new miracles. We thank you for all of it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Let's give it up for Greg. Jesus. The word.